a dose of deception with the queens of queens, Shannon and Emily. In our podcast, we'll be discussing murders, missing persons cases, mysteries, and a whole lot of conspiracy theories. So stay tuned for the wild ride. Hey queens, welcome back to Dose of Deception. This episode is our Christmas themed special. Yes. <laughs> so we have a lot of a Christmas case and a Christmas story for the second half. Uh, before we get started, we do want to let you guys know that this is our final episode of the season. It's been a long season. We're, we're very excited. <laughs> yes. So don't worry, we will be back very shortly. We're just taking a little bit of a break for the holiday season, and we're going to be back better than ever coming by about the end of January. Yes. So, if you're new here, we just want to let you know the premise of our show. For the first half of the episode, Emily comes in with a true crime case, whether it be a murder mystery, a missing person case. And in the second half, I come in with a conspiracy theory. Now, also, before we get started, we want to let you know about where you can find us on social media, which is going to be as important as ever because we're going to give you the updates for the new season on there. Yes, we are. So you can follow us at our Instagram, at Dose of Deception, and our Facebook group, which is also at Dose of Deception. So Emily, what are we starting with this week? All right, so we're going to start off with the murder of Latricia White. Mm-hmm. And this happened in around um, Christmas time in 1993. Okay. It's kind of a morbid case, but it's definitely Christmassy. Okay. <laughs> so Latricia was born on November 30th, 1955, in Travis County, Texas. Mm-hmm. At the time of her death, she was 38 years old, and she had two children. She was a nurse and worked at the Central Texas Medical Center in San Marcos, Texas. Only a month before her death, uh, in November 1993, Latricia divorced her husband, who was the father of her two children. Mm -hmm. So just putting it out there, because it did only happen a month before Mm. she was found murdered. Convenient timing. (laughs) The two had been separated, though, for a very long time leading up to the divorce. Okay. So it was just made official. And she was actually living with her boyfriend, Lee Wackerhagen, who his friends called him Dub. So if I say Dub or Lee, it's the same person. Okay. Lee was a trucker and had two children from a previous marriage. He got divorced in 1990, so just three years before this happened. Although Lee had no custody over the children, his ex-wife, I believe her name was Gay Williams, Mm -hmm. and she actually allowed him to see their youngest son, Chance. Mm -hmm. For a few days at a time, Chance would stay with Lee and Latricia. Now, Lee was known to be a very um, violent guy. And I wanted to put this out there earlier rather than later so that you can start forming, you know, your thoughts about him. Mm -hmm. But the reason why he had no custody over their children was because his ex-wife did not allow them to see their eldest son because he was verbally and physically abusive to both her and the son. Mm. Which led to the divorce because she was, quote, terrified of him. Mm. Um, But she still let him see Chance because she said he was never violent with him. Okay. Obviously, nothing changed, though, when he met Latricia. He would get extremely jealous over the smallest things. Like, even if Latricia just had a conversation with somebody else in a store or something, Mm. he would start getting very jealous and become violent. Chance was often caught up in the middle of this. Um, Like I said, it's unclear whether he abused Chance. However, considering that he was allowed visits, I'm going to assume that maybe Chance usually was just in the middle of the abuse or witnessing it. Yeah. And he never really um, did anything to him. Okay. So December 17th, 1993, rolls around. And Chance was once again going to stay with Lee and Latricia for a few days, but he was going to go back to be with his mom and brother to celebrate actual Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. On December 23rd, Chance accidentally overflowed the kitchen sink, and Latricia yelled at him, and this set off Lee. Um, since that was his son, he went off on Latricia. Mm. However, they did have an explosive argument. However, as most toxic relationships go, yeah. he packed his stuff, left, and just very shortly later, he was back, and they mm. were all lovey-dovey again. Mm-hmm. 
Gay reports that on Christmas Day, Chance called her and said that he was having so much fun with Lee and Latricia and was having fun, you know, opening his gifts and playing with this stuff. And so he did not want to leave. And he actually asked his mother if he could stay longer. Uh, and Gay said it was fine as long as he arranged another time to come home so that she would be at home to obviously let him in. Yeah. So obviously, you know, people were hypothesizing that that, that, that violent fight um, led up to her murder. However... Mm -hmm. It seems like it was very calm after that, especially that Chance didn't want to leave. I feel like he'd want to leave a situation if it was that bad. Yeah, if there was still fighting going on to that severity, he'd want to go home. Now, Christmas seemed to go smoothly, and the next day, so December 26th, there are eyewitnesses reporting that they say Latricia, Chance, and Lee were eating at a restaurant, and they seemed to be very happy in, uh, in the holiday spirit, and there was no tension between them. Mm-hmm. So this was the day after Christmas. Okay. However, on the next day, December 27th, Latricia did not show up for work. Immediately, her coworkers were worried because she always came to work. Um, she was never late for anything. And even if she was going to be 15 minutes late or she was sick, she would always call beforehand. And she was very popular at work, so they noticed right away. Yeah. Her father, Jack, was also scared because they were very close and he said that she called him every day. But he missed the few days, especially around Christmas time. You'd think she'd call yeah. more. So he, right off the bat, um, he said she wasn't answering my calls and something's wrong. Mm. So before he called the police, Jack actually decided to go to Latricia's house to investigate it himself yeah, first. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, right off the bat, it seemed completely normal. There was nothing missing from the house. There was no signs of forced entry. Um, the kitchen and living room areas were very neat, so it didn't seem like there was a sign of any struggle. Mm-hmm. However, unfortunately, when Jack entered the bedroom, he found the body of his daughter laying in a pool of blood. Mm. You know how scary that must be? Oh, yeah. I can't even... He actually was so shocked that I was reading about this, it made me really sad. He didn't know how to react, so instead of calling authorities right away, he just kind of, like, laid next to her and, like, held her and stuff. Yeah, you can't blame that reaction. You can't. Like, obviously, people were mad because he tampered with the evidence. Yeah, but no. But, like, that's his his daughter. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I would react in that situation. Yeah, you're in such a state of shock at that point. Any rational thoughts. Exactly. I can't blame him for not having them. So he did um, hold her for a little bit while. He also said he called out her name to hope that maybe she would just, like, wake up. Yeah. Um, But eventually he realized she's, you know, she's gone. So Mm -hmm. he did call authorities. And autopsy reports showed that Latricia had actually been dead for a day when Jack Mm -hmm. found her. So think about it. They, people reported seeing them on December 26th being all happy and whatever. So that would have had to happen right after they got home, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, from the restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. And autopsy reports revealed that Latricia had been shot six times in her head while she was sleeping. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. Whoever did that. So there was no evidence that the police could find in the home. And like I said, nothing was really out of place. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, they said there's no evidence that this is a robbery. However, they did find very one creepy thing that, like, mm, makes me feel weird. Mm. So in the pool of blood surrounding Latricia, one very small footprint was found. Authorities confirmed that this was the footprint of nine-year-old Chance. So Chance either saw Latricia being murdered, or he was at least saw her body afterwards. Yeah. So either way, he was at the, you know, at the scene of the crime. However, once authorities looked everywhere, like around the house and everything, they discovered that Lee and Chance were nowhere to be found. So detectives immediately began searching for them, assuming the obvious. Yeah. Lee murdered Latricia during one of their arguments, and then fled. He was the number one suspect, and it was believed that he was on the run. And they were so convinced um, that it was him that they didn't even need any evidence to get the warrant for his arrest. Wow. Yeah, so right off the bat, a warrant was um, out for his arrest Mm -hmm. seconds after this happened. Yeah. So three days after Latricia's body was discovered, however, authorities found Lee's Ford pickup truck 
roughly 25 miles from Latricia's home in Austin, Texas. The truck was abandoned, but inside was Lee's checkbook, his wallet, his toolbox, and his hunting rifle, which they confirmed was not what shot um, Latricia. Okay. So it had not been fired. Yeah. And it was just laying out on the seats, like all his money, all his IDs, everything that he would mm. need to, like, you know, go anywhere else. Yeah. And these were sprawled out on the seats. And in the back of the truck, they actually found a bunch of unopened Christmas presents that were covered in blood. Mm, that... Suspicious, right? Yeah, it makes me feel like it was him more. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep going. We'll How, see. Yeah, <laughs> however, when they tested the blood, they assumed it was going to be Latricia's. Yeah. Um, but when they, when the test came back, they actually said that it, it's inconclusive who it is. However, it's not Latricia's because they had her blood samples. Oh. So they said it's not Latricia's. We don't know whose it is because they didn't have samples from the other two. And also because it was the 1990s, DNA testing was not super advanced yet Mm -hmm. to 100% confirm whose identity it was. Mm -hmm. So that part kind of is weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, the truck was found parked near an airport. So it's possible people kind of theorize that Mm. possibly either somebody hurt Lee and then took chance and, you know, hopped on an airplane. You're not going to find him. Yeah. Or they both just uh, fled together. Mm-hmm. One of the creepiest parts of the case is that Chance's maternal grandfather, Opie Williams, received a phone call in 1994, so a year after this happened. And Opie says that on the other end of the line, it was a young boy. So the boy said, help me, help me. And that was all he could get out before the phone was heard being snatched away from him and roughly hung up. Mm. So, and she said, or he said, I'm sorry, that the boy's voice was very small and, like, scared sounding. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, I don't know. But he did say that it does sound exactly like Chance to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, naturally, he just assumed it was Chance. Most people assume it's a hoax because, you know, it happens a year after this happens. Yeah, it could be somebody just pulling a prank. Exactly. But it is really creepy because... I'm assuming that's also because it was in the 1990s. They weren't able to trace, like, its location or anything. Yeah. So it could have been Chance for all we know. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, to 2020, Lee and Chance have not been found. And no evidence of anything has been found. No shoes, no clothes. Nothing that could say, oh, they're alive or dead. Yeah. Has been found. Um, and so in 2016, authorities, you know, they obviously have better technologies now, so they yeah. might be able to solve the case. So they decided to open up the case again and reinvestigate. Um, and although they didn't really give a reason why they changed their narrative, however, they did say that now, only in 2016, they do not believe that, uh, Lee had any involvement in Latricia's death. Whoa. Yeah. So they completely changed their story without really giving evidence, I'm assuming because, you know, they're keeping it private for yeah. now. But they did say that um, after Latricia was murdered, there was a 10-minute phone call that they retrieved that was made. Obviously, they didn't have the contents of the call, Mm -hmm. but they just saw that it was made. Mm -hmm. They said that it was made from Lee's phone. So most likely, either somebody took his phone and was using it, or Mm -hmm. Lee was still alive at the time. Yeah. So it is kind of crazy. Most people believe that Lee's family is covering up for him. They know his whereabouts. Mm -hmm. And maybe him and Chance are hiding out somewhere. They're trying not to get caught because yeah. maybe they did do it and um lee's family's hiding and like covering up for them i don't know if i believe that i don't know if i believe that either because i don't know how you would hide chance for that long i feel like it'd be very hard to hold a nine-year-old at the time now yeah. obviously much older but a little kid like that i don't know if you'd be able to keep that under wraps for that long yeah me too and also um even if they did flee I feel like somebody would have seen them in public somewhere. A hundred percent. They have to go get food or something. Exactly. Unless and they just lived in, like, the mountains and, like, hunted or something. I guess. And if the theory is that 
he's with the family that's still local. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they went somewhere that the people might not be aware of the case, might not know to look out for them. Yeah. If you're in still the local area, all those people in that town would know to keep an eye out for them. Yeah. All right, so I just want to get into the established theories. Okay. So the most popular theory is that Lee killed Latricia, kidnapped Chance, or just, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you would say kidnapped, but yeah. maybe Chance just went with him and fled. Um, possibly maybe Chance saw him shooting her, and then he, that's why his footprint was in there, and then yeah. he grabbed him and left the house. Now, Gay, so Chance's mother, does not believe that he would ever hurt Chance, even though he was abusive in his marriages. Um, she says that if Chance was on the phone the, with the grandfather, mm-hmm. and he was with Lee, he would not be asking for help because he would never be put in harm's way. Mm. She also denies the theory that Lee killed Latricia. So this is actually, I got this from the True Crime Files, so mm-hmm. it's a blog that I just came across that I thought was really interesting, and she actually wrote to them, mm. and they pinned the comment, so uh-huh. I was able to read it, but this is her comment. So it says, I am the mother of Chance. I just want to give you a few updates on the case. I was contacted by a law enforcement office on the case and met with him. He stated he started at the beginning and viewed all the evidence. He found a lot of discrepancies in the original investigation by other law enforcement division. Mm. As the meeting went along, he told me by the evidence he uncovered that my son Chance was dead along with Lee. Mm. He also stated the person that killed Latricia also did this unspeakable act. He gathered a group of people to search for the bodies but to no avail. He has spoken to the local DA but no charges can be filed until the bodies are found. I believe this to be true due to some of the facts he provided me. I hope and pray that someday someone will come forward and provide me with the whereabouts of my son Chance so I can bring him home. I pray for the person that did this, and I don't believe the person meant to kill Chance. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think that if... if My first instinct, obviously, was that Lee was somehow involved. I... Especially because of that there's no forced entry in the house. Yeah. So I don't see how somebody would have came into the house and done that to Latricia and then whether it be take Lee and Chance and they could have just made Lee use his car as Mm -hmm. we're getting out of the house and like the getaway car. I don't see how there wouldn't have been any forced entry if that was the case. And I'm also very interested in the blood in the car because originally that made me think that it was Lee mm-hmm. because it would have just either been maybe Lee's blood from self-defense or Chance's blood. Mm-hmm. But I, now I don't really know. <laughs> and also she's like closer to the case than we are. So if she's saying that it's not that these evidence that they're giving and also they search for the bodies. I can't, I can't believe that in 27 years, there would be nothing would turn up of two people who exactly. could be dead. And it's interesting that they ended up near the airport, though. Mm-hmm. That's the that part that is... makes me think that he might have done it in fleet. Yeah. But also law enforcement is now so strongly stating mm-hmm. that it's not him. Yeah, after their second investigation. Because I believe they also said that um, in the second investigation that they did, mm-hmm. they looked through the house and they, they didn't give specifics. So it could have been blood, it could have been objects or something. Mm-hmm. But they said that the, the house was cleaned up in certain areas in ways to make it look as it was before. Like, mm. nothing happened. So, I mean, that kind of... I don't know. That, that could, could mean it. that more than one person was involved. Yeah. That one person took Lee and Chance and the other one stayed at the house to clean up the scene. True. Because Lee and Chance wouldn't go without a fight. So. Yes, and they would have had plenty of time 
because she wasn't discovered until the next day when she yeah. didn't show up for, up for work. So a second person involved would have had enough time to clean up the scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Lee and Chance wouldn't, have, especially Lee, wouldn't have not fought back at all. Mm-hmm. So that could be blood from Lee, or it could also be blood from the person that took them if Lee tried to fight them off in any way. Yeah, true. So that could be the blood, the person that actually did something to the family in the first place. Yeah, and also I forgot to mention this before, but the area where their car was found by the airport mm-hmm. was in a really uh, high crime area that's known for carjackings. Mm. So a lot of people were saying, this is obviously far-fetched, but in this case there's no evidence. Yeah. So people were saying maybe they did flee and were able to get away, but then, you know, they they got killed by some random people who were just, yeah. I don't know, like it in could a carjacking also be, situation. Yeah, and I mean, this is so far-stretched because what are the odds that these two things happen on the same exact day? Exactly. But he could have done something that Latricia took chance, drove away, and then he, they just so happened to get carjacked yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the same day that they did all that. Yeah. Which, again, the probability of both of those things happening on the exact same day is not good, but yeah. it's still definitely possible. Definitely. Now, a very popular theory, which... I didn't initially believe, but I did tell my mom about this case before, mm-hmm. and this was her theory, like, from the start. She was like, mm-hmm. this is it. So, like, right after I told her about all the people. Yeah. Um. So, a lot of people believe that Chance actually killed Latricia. Really? Yeah, and Lee took him and fled to protect protect his son from authorities, huh. which is why his footprint was there, possibly. Um. And my mom believed that maybe they were in a really heated argument, mm-hmm. and Chance was just defending his dad or something. Really? Um, that's what a lot of people believe. Really? Yeah. I know. I didn't think so. He's only nine, but I don't know. I know, but if you're the kid and I remember Lee has been violent in front of Chance front of before. Him. So if you're going to defend one side or the other, it wouldn't seem to me that it would be his side yeah, that but he would take. I think so because that's still his father. Latricia's not his actual like biological mom. I guess. I Maybe Latricia be... did something like threaten to call authorities. Yeah, or, like, probably. Like... Well, no, but again, this wouldn't have happened directly after a fight because they said that she got shot in the head while she was sleeping. Yeah, while she was sleeping. So, yeah, so maybe she said something about calling the authorities or doing something like that before she went to bed. Maybe. Because it is does make a little bit of sense because the way she was killed seemed super messy not pre-planned like mm-hmm. six straight to the head like yeah. who does that you know what i mean yeah. even like professional killers you wouldn't do it just six straight to the same spot basically yeah so that, that that makes it seem like it's someone that wouldn't have done something like that before I which again she- like i don't I, I don't know if i buy that mm-hmm. the nine-year-old doing that mm-hmm. But I guess it's possible. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people believe that. Yeah, and the, I, the, the way it was done does kind of support that in some way. Mm-hmm. But then where would he have gotten a gun if they didn't use... The rifle? His gun, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. Where did the gun go? I mean, it is possible. If he already has a hunting rifle, odds are he probably does have another gun somewhere. Yeah, but they just never found the murder weapon, which is also suspicious to me. Like, that, it makes yeah. it feel like somebody else took did it with them. something like that. And Lee... Obviously, if that is the thing that happened, I guess it does make sense for Lee to have taken Chance to try to protect, protect him, him somewhere. But again, where would they have gone that nobody would have came across them at this point? Yeah, I know. Um, another theory, which is also just as popular, I'd say, is that it was a murder-suicide situation. However, if Lee had, like, Lee murdered Latricia, murdered yeah. Chance, and committed suicide. But if he committed suicide, like, you can't hide your own body. Yeah. He would be found somewhere. Exactly. So that one I don't believe. I believe the Chance one more than I believe that. Yeah, because if it was suicide somewhere, even if he went into the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. at some point, he would be out there, you know what I mean? Exactly. Somebody would come across it. 
And what I was thinking of, because a lot of people don't bring up this theory, but like I was possibly thinking, I don't want to accuse anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But possibly like one of like Latricia's ex-husband, since they had only gotten officially divorced a month before her murder, um, and they were separated. But they did say this was a crime of pa- clear like passion and rage. Yeah. If you're gonna shoot someone ahead six exactly. times, exactly. Like usually, if you're gonna kill someone, they'll say it's one time. Yeah, that's overkill. That's overkill. Percent. Yeah. It had to be somebody who was really, really uh, vengeful yeah. and just full of rage. And I honestly like I don't think I don't believe this theory. But some people that I was um, reading their comments and they yeah. brought up good comments. And to preface, this is also on the True Crime Files um, okay. blog. So one person says, does an ex-husband have motive? Yes, I think so. Also, when custody of their son is in question, I agree six shots to the head is rage. How many divorces and custody disagreements end in rage? Look up when Latricia and her ex got the divorce, one month prior to her death. I am hoping all facts, some to light and justice will be made to all the families. Um, And I would say, like, people really don't think Lee did it. Um, This other comment says, there's no way Dub killed his son. Again, there may be other suspects with motive. What if someone else killed all three, left Latricia, and hid the others so the evidence would point to Dub? If this happened, it worked for the person. This person has been free all these years. So I'd say, I don't know. What do you think about that theory? I mean, that second comment also, too, does kind of point to the possibility of it being the ex-husband. Yeah, I don't know. Because... There's not much about him either that I could have researched. Mm -hmm. So he's private... And he is someone that would have been able to just come into the house. Yeah, exactly. And it is someone that, again, would have been very motivated to be angry. Mm-hmm. And also, he, he, Latricia was clearly specifically targeted in this situation. So that the person, if it's a person that knows those people, it's obviously someone that is angry at Latricia, not necessarily angry at Lee and Chance. Yeah, exactly. So that does make sense, and it also, again, could be that they don't know who the blood is. It could be his, mm-hmm. it, something, because Lee obviously would know who he is, try to put up a fight, that thing. So that does kind of make sense. And it does make sense, though, for him to take Lee's car then, because then it looks like Lee fled, f- tried to leave the scene, yeah, and just abandoned his truck when he got far enough away. Mm-hmm. So... That would make sense. And yeah. again, I'm not going to say that it's for sure him. Yeah, I don't but you know can't, you can't not question that. Definitely, especially because it was only a month before they got divorced. That's exactly. just weird timing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are all the theories. Like I said, this one fr- is so frustrating to me because I- there's not one theory that I believe more than the other. Yeah, because at first, like I said, it really does seem like it's Lee. Yeah, it does. But there is enough other theories that make you not feel as strongly in that yeah and lack of evidence it's insane the only evidence they find is the footprint and that's it yeah which is the one that i mean that's sad because that means that he definitely saw her like that yeah but again if he did it <laughs> so i don't know it, it's just all the theories are so different I know. from each other it's <laughs> not like this is the person that we think did it and this is what we think happened to chance and lee uh-huh. it's like no the Chance could have done it, Lee could have done it, the ex-husband could have done it, a random person could have done it. Like, yeah. it's so different from each other, and there's something to back up all of them. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that it has to be someone that the family knew. Definitely, me too. A random person would not just shoot her in the head six times. Mm-hmm. A random person just coming in would, yeah, sure, probably kill her, Yeah, but you wouldn't do it to that point. Yeah. To, like, make sure she was dead. And then if it was also a random person, I really do think Chance and Lee would have also been found. I think so, too. Or still in the house. Yeah. 
So to me, I think it has to be someone attached to them, whether it's Lee, whether it's Chance, whether it's the ex-husband, or just just someone else that they might have had in their personal lives that hasn't been thought of. Yeah, it's just hard because, like you said, there's just... It's frustrating because everything makes sense to me. Yeah, every time you were like a theory, I was like, oh, yeah, that, I can see that. But <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, no, but wait, it's him. And then, So this yeah. one's kind of frustrating. Well, let us know what you people think. Uh, we're really curious. If you have any other information about the case, too, that I yeah. maybe, I don't know, that maybe wasn't out there, mm-hmm. um, let us know. And happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, queens, welcome back to this half of Dose of Deception. So for this week... We don't really have a conspiracy theory to talk about. I was looking into conspiracy theories for Christmas. However, a lot of them turned into either political conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, which I don't really feel like getting into. You know, it's Christmas. We all got to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really want to do one of those. And there isn't a lot of theories uh, specifically centered around Christmas. So really, for my half of the episode this week, we're just going to be talking about like a Christmas story. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Krampus. See, I don't know what that is. And now, that does make sense because he is not a popular character in North America in general, especially the United States. However, there has been a little bit of a rise in popularity in him. There was a 2015 horror movie centered around Krampus, so that kind of piqued interest in him a little bit. And the celebrations that come around during the time where Krampus is celebrated... Some of them do happen in the United States now. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, Krampus... In what parts... Sorry. In what parts of the United States is the most popular? So, there are a couple of celebrations in New York City. Blood Manor, which is a really popular horror, like, haunted house. Uh, There's some in Oregon, LA, DC. Okay, that makes sense. Those are just populated areas. Yeah. So, there's a lot of... LA, New York. Exactly. So, where there's a lot of people also... This is a, a Germanic celebration. So any area that would that be a populous demographic, those areas would have those kind of celebrations. So Krampus is an extremely popular Christmas demon hmm. throughout Europe, specifically Germany, Austria, and other Germanic countries like Czech Republic, things like that. However, its popularity has spread throughout Europe, so it's not just those specific areas anymore, and now into North America. Krampus originally was not connected to Christmas and was instead a demon in German paganism seen specifically during traditions during the winter solstice. So how did it start? Is it started a while ago then? A long time ago. Okay. Yes, like centuries and centuries ago. Shit. Because it became attached to Christmas around the 12th century, so it would have already been established in paganism at that point before the 12th century. So in a lot of... Christmas traditions come out of things that were done during the winter solstice at that time. So this is just one of the things that got taken out of those rituals mm-hmm. that is now used as Christmas time now. Now Krampus was viewed viewed as the son of hell, which is the god of the underworld in Norse religion. The word Krampus is derived from the word Krampen, which means claw in German. In appearance, Krampus is half goat and half demon, and he has long horns, a long goat-like beard, and in most depictions of him, he has one hoofed foot and one human foot. Hmm. He's really creepy looking. Yeah? (laughs) I will post a picture of him on Instagram. He's... If this tradition is meant to scare children, Uh basically, and... 
if I was a child, <laughs> I would a thousand percent be scared of him. <laughs> so I, it really does its job that it's supposed to do. Now, like I said, he rose to popularity in the 12th century. However, the Catholic Church hated this because he was seen as a depiction of the devil. Mm-hmm. And they tried several times to outlaw and banish the use of Krampus. And another attempt to banish him was led by Austrian's Christian Social Party in the 1920s, which is basically just their conservative party of the time. Okay. So in the 12th century, they tried to stop it, didn't work. In the 1920s, tried to stop it, didn't work, because he just became such a popular figure in those areas that it didn't matter what the church was going to say about it, because it came, became such a commercial figure rather than its paganism roots. Krampus began to hit its peak in popularity in the 1890s with the rise of postcards. I, this also helped it spread to North America, because oftentimes when people would go over to those countries... They would bring those postcards back with them to America. So that's kind of how it first came into North America. Now, on the history article, like History Channel article I read on Krampus, postcards titled Cross Vom Krampus, or Greetings from Krampus, showed Krampus doing some terrible things, (laughs) showing Krampus stuffing kids into his satchel, or Krampus running after kids with sticks and trying to tie them with chains. (laughs) So... If you haven't caught on basically to the, the purpose of Krampus is, it is to scare kids into behaving, mm. basically. Now, the actual story of what Krampus does occurs on December 5th, which is known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night in German, which is important to note because of the next day. The day after Krampusnacht is December 6th, which is the day that St. Nicholas comes. Okay. So right before St. Nick comes and gives gifts to the good kids, Krampus the night before attacks the naughty kids. That's smart. So it scares your kids into thinking, oh, I got to be nice. Mm -hmm. Or not just, oh, I'm not going to get presents from St. Nick. I'm literally going to get attacked (laughs) and kidnapped by a demon. Now, the story goes that he beats kids with his sticks and branches. Some even say that he eats the kids or kidnaps them, which again, this would be terrifying stuff to me as like Mm -hmm. a (laughs) five-year-old. So, there's a lot of celebrations that go into Krampus. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what are the celebrations there's like? There's a lot of creepy, crazy stuff that goes on. The biggest thing is, again, on December 5th, is Krampus Lauf, or the Krampus Run, which is basically, like, a large parade. Now, this parade-like celebration can be fun and mild, according to the city that you go to. However, some really take this to the extreme, especially in places where it was originated, like Germany, Austria, like that. So this is a quoted description from a spectator that visited one such parade in Salzburg. The narrow streets in the old city section of Salzburg were packed with pedestrians as the Krampus stomped through. Many people were caught unaware and reacted with terror. Some would flee and try to seek refuge in a shop or restaurant, only to be pursued by a determined Krampus. With so many easy targets, we again managed to escape largely unharmed. At times we were chased, jostled, and struck, but compared with the brutality we witnessed, it was obvious we had been spared the full brunt of what Krampus could muster. Damn, see, I'm surprised America, it's not more popular in America, Mm -hmm. because Americans like to, you know... Be violent. Yeah, Americans love violence. A hundred percent. So 
I honestly think that if somebody tried to, like, organize one of these in a major city like that, I 100% think it would be very popular. Yeah, definitely. But I also understand in a big city, you probably want to get a permit for this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the cops would want to have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that it could be a really, really popular tradition in I here think so, if they yeah. try to. Now, this was one person's description of it. The same person that this quote is from went to three different Krampus celebrations in different cities, and they said that all of the ones that they went to were just as violent. They had seen some people had their shins knocked out, (laughs) like literally had to probably get hospitalized after these events like this. So as much as that's terrible, I do also think if you go to something like that, you do know that the you odds the are risks. kind of high of that. Yeah. However, it would be kind of easy for just a crazy person to put on one of these costumes and do it in the name of, oh, I'm just Krampus. Yeah. So that could get really, really dangerous. So I'm shocked that there isn't more protocol on some of these. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are, to this day, surprisingly very crazy events that happen, even with all of the you know strictness that happens on events like this more today. Now, there is some positive light that has been put on Krampus recently, I guess, to make it more children-friendly. <laughs> uh, also, because in Austria, there's a lot of refugees coming from the Middle East to, like, live there now. And, you know, if you had never heard of Krampus before and you're just a kid there on Christmas and you see these things coming at you, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. So they're trying to make it more if friendly and just easier to adapt to to people that are coming into the area. That makes sense. So they've done more of like a backstage look for some of these kids. Like they get to see the costume. They get to hear the story first before they experience that. So people aren't trying to make him as demonic and evil as he's been in the past. They also have kind of made him more friendly with Santa so that he's friends with St. Nick and like a partner with him rather than the guy that attacks everybody before (laughs) St. Nick comes in. So they do link him more in so that, again, like houses and people can adapt him as a friendly person rather than just a demon that goes around. And the last note on him is that There is a lot of other countries that have very similar creatures like this, but from what I was looking at, Krampus does seem to be, you know, like the OG one. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of countries do have different versions of him. Netherlands has a very popular one, and it seems to be a lot of European countries that follow these traditions like this. That's interesting. I'm also interested in um, seeing the movie now. Yeah, I've never seen the movie because, you know... Yeah, you don't I don't do horror stuff. (laughs) But I'm surprised I haven't though, because that's yeah. all I watch is horror. And I have heard it's a good movie. Yeah. And I remember when it came out that it was decently popular. So I'm assuming it is a good movie yeah. from what I've heard. I want to watch it now since it's around Christmas time anyway. Exactly. The perfect the movie to put you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> a horror movie about a demon. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's really it on Krampus. Like I said, obviously this is not a conspiracy theory whatsoever, but I just think I wanted to do something Christmassy, and he's an interesting character to me. And like I said, he's really gaining a lot of popularity. He's made appearances on like TV shows and things like that in North America recently. So it's just something that I think it'd be fun if more people in North America kind of attached on to this tradition. So it has been the official first season of Dose of Deception. (laughs) 
<laughs> How do you feel? Very good. I feel good. I am so grateful to anyone that has listened to us during this first season. Uh, the reaction has been very positive and inspiring for us. Definitely. And we appreciate any feedback that we've received, any people that listen. If you do anything involved with our podcast, <laughs> honestly, we really, really do appreciate it. Yes, and going forward, um, you know, we're just going to keep trying to improve it. I feel mm-hmm. like from the beginning to now, we've improved a lot. A hundred percent. I didn't feel comfortable in the beginning as much, but now it's just... Exactly. The more you fun. do it, the more you get into it. And, you know, I honestly really enjoy doing all of the work that goes into this I podcast. I do too. So... Since we enjoy the work around it, we're really going to keep working on making it the best that we can. Definitely. And we're also going to work for new outlets as well. Absolutely. So, (laughs) keep a lookout for a YouTube channel that we're looking to start getting off the ground. So, again, while we're in this little break, we're going to keep everybody updated on our Instagram and our Facebook group, both at Dose of Deception. So, definitely follow those so that you can keep up with us. We'll have a little countdown for when the next season is going to start and like i said in the beginning we're looking for about the middle to the end of january for when the second season will come out and we have big ideas for this upcoming season and the seasons after season two yes we do we've also been looking into different merch ideas Mm -hmm. we want to start eventually um getting that done Mm -hmm. after we get our uh, youtube video up and running yep and a website possibly yes and a website so we have a lot of big plans yes and Anybody that's been with us from the beginning, uh, we really, really appreciate you, and we can't wait to see where we take this. So, happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yes. (laughs) And we're really, really looking forward to make season two even bigger and better. All right, and that's all we have for you this week, folks. Catch us every week for Freaky Friday with the Queens of Queens. Bye, Queens.